Pickaxe. It's a beautiful day. Dun, 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 dun. Is it? Can you? Can you, can you come on? Keep, can you do the instruments with me? Someone be guitar dun, there, yeah. Dun, it's yeah. a beautiful day. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics after that bit. I don't really know how the what do tune I get? even. Gets. How can I? Can I play? Uh, what can do I do? Just let me bang play. that drum, Ben. Okay. Don't dun. let it get away. Wait. Yeah, that's right. I can't even name the title of that song. What is it? Who is it? Beautiful Day, presumably. It's U2, I think, is it? Yeah, oh, it is U2. God, why did I open this podcast with a rendition of U2? What a monster. U2. You're, you're like, um, what was it? The iPhone? Or, no, what? Oh, I don't even know. Oh, was why it I bring I, this iTunes, up? iTunes. iTunes, when yeah. everyone got a U2 album forced upon them and everyone got very upset. <laughs> yes. <laughs> can't even sell free U2 albums. <laughs> Do they still make music? I don't uh, know. I'm not sure. Do you know anyone who's a U2 fan? No. No. It's it's weird. They seem to be one of the well, were one of the biggest bands ever, but I can't find name a single person who likes them. No. No, me neither. Is U2 touring 2023? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Pete, yes. everyone's still touring. Amy bought mm. uh, tickets for me and her to go and see Brian Adams last year, but we didn't go in the end because we. I think I can't remember what happened, but we couldn't go. But I was like, oh, is is Brian Adams still touring? Like all these people who are, I, I'm not saying they're too old to do it, like that they, they should be dead, but like I'd have given up, I'd have been like, okay, I've got my millions. I'm now just going to to live in my mansion. But it's I guess the love of they it, just, Peter. yeah, exactly. They love it that much. Just like Podiots, we've got our millions, but we carry <laughs> on regardless. We do. We could have retired in 2018, but we didn't. No. We should have done. We just changed. We, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, they had an album in 2023 what? called Songs of Surrender. Oh, it's an album of re-recorded songs. <laughs> okay. oh, That's no. cheating, isn't it? The Edge. Bono. Look at his fucking face and his little round glasses. Shut up, Bono. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was right. another one, wasn't it? That that's enough that's enough you two talk can we please get on to the the blobbies and whatever nonsense is coming our way this week yeah much sure better. i think we could still talk about you two for at least another 20 minutes <laughs> if you wanted to what is your favorite you two song let come on let, let's let's make this a you two episode screw the things we're going okay, through you know the what? entire Fuck discography it. we will beautiful day's pretty good vertigo uh, uh yeah vertigo is certainly a song with or without you's pretty good yeah, yeah with or without you's yeah. all right i certainly um, know that one What's the one? Get on your boots, your sexy boots. Remember that? Ooh, that's no. from the Vertigo time. Uh, get on your but yeah, it's called Get on your boots. Can I? It doesn't make any sense. Can I petition that we now start every Podiats episode by posting a photo of a member of U two onto Twitter rather than Mr Blobby? I think that would be a much more entertaining. <laughs> We'd thing. run out. I yeah, I think we would uh, almost immediately. Mem- how many previous members of- are there? Uh. Three, four. I, w- I want to say four, but there might be some like past drummers or something that we could. Yeah, we could there'll be those people through. that were there for three months and played the accordion and then yeah. never spoken of yeah. again. Yeah, I think so. Hey, do you, do you guys want some uh, get on your boots lyrics? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, tell me about the boots. It makes perfect sense. Hey, sexy boots, get on your boots, yeah. Free me from a dark dream, candy floss, ice cream. All the kids are screaming, but the ghosts aren't real. Here's what we got to be. Love and community. Laughter is etern- eternity if joy is real. Uh, and it goes on. Women are the future. All the big revelations. I got a submarine. You've got gasoline. 
I don't want to talk about wars between nations. Not right now. Sexy boots. No, 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 no. Get on your boots, yeah? Not right now. Foxy boots. And it continues. That's um, incredible. It's It's a bad song. I'd recommend looking it up. 2009. (laughs) Um, Don't need to now. It's like Robbie Williams level lyricism. I mean, I like Robbie Williams though, but not Bono. I seem to really have it out for Bono, and I'm currently sat here scrolling through Google Images trying to find funny images of him. Sadly, they're all very serious. <laughs> why, don't you like, why don't you like Bono? He gets a lot of flack because he did a lot of um, campaigning and stuff, and he probably still does. Honestly, I don't know why I don't like him. I think I've just been infected by the hive mind. No one else likes Bono, so therefore I don't like Bono, and I'm just <laughs> quite happy to lean into that. I don't like okay. his stupid cowboy hat and his stupid glasses. That's what I don't like I was like going to say, him. his glasses are a bit silly, aren't they? Yeah. Look. Uh, and his hat. Silly hat. Oh, look at that guy. <laughs> Silly hat. Look at that guy. Oh, what a dude. What a dude. What a dude. <laughs> what a man. Uh, okay, I think we can... Ooh, Bono's sunglasses on eBay. Are the actual... Re- stop it. You'll buy one. $40. Last one. 29 sold. I've got to buy it. <laughs> no, you can't, because then you'll put them on and you'll be Bono. You'll oh, be no. a, a dude then. You've become <laughs> instantly become a dude. <laughs> With those shades. You can't. We can't lose you, Michael. It would give us one more photo that we could potentially post on a future episode, uh, you know, when we're doing YouTube members. Michael Johnson. Yeah. Michael Johnson. Michael Bonson. you got some time. Michael Bonson. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay, I think we can go now. Sure. Yeah. Wow, six minutes. Quality. Let's go. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to Poddy. It's the official um. Vidiots podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three ers, where everybody brings a, a thing, thing along to, to talk, talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Hello, chaps. Hello. Good evening. It's been it's been a few weeks, but we're back. We're ready to rock and roll. Um, Easter came and went. Did you guys get your eggs? Uh, yeah, I got two eggs, I think. Yeah. I did not indulge in a single Easter egg. Now I come to think of it. That's actually, wow. I missed out on the discount eggs as well. I totally fucked it. I always miss out on the discount eggs. Like, I I like the idea of getting all the discount eggs on Easter Monday, and then I just never do. Um, (laughs) Did, did Did you have a good bounty, Ben? Uh, I had three eggs, actually, Ooh, which is very exciting. Someone very generously gifted us some at work. Yeah, I got nice. one from work. And then I was sent some Easter egg money <laughs> by my parents, so I bought a couple of eggs and uh, head-butted those bad boys. Head-butted one in... I ate one in bed because I'm, um, I'm luxurious like that. <laughs> and it sort of, as expected, kind of exploded a little bit. And... Um, Little flecks of chocolate yeah. went on my on my bare chest as oh. I lay down, and then when I stood up, I was like, "Oh my god, what is, what are these like freckles that I've never had before?" <laughs> and you know what? Delicious little treats for me. Oh yum yum for later though. Not for later, don't eat them yes. now. Oh yeah, let them get good and dry, and then you can pick them off and have a little nibble on your chest oh. chest chest chocolate. Yeah, chocolate buttons. They're, thought- they're lovely. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that, you know, you just got it on like the bed sheets and stuff. Cause we, I did that on our sofa. I had, uh, we've got like, a, we've got the same sofa as you, Ben, like a dark gray one yeah. from Ikea. And, um, I have, of course, was eating white chocolate eggs because I'm racist. And, uh-huh. um, 
getting white chocolate on a gray dark gray sofa is not it's not good. Yeah, um, it's really dear. bad. Yeah. Can't be doing that. Uh, is it still in there? You got, still got a stain in there? Or? No, it did. It came off with hot soapy water. But Ooh. that's good. Glad to hear that. I'm going to throw my sofa out when I move. It's it's barely it's barely a sofa at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a heads up for those of you that that have that identical mass-produced IKEA sofa that's an L shape. Yeah. Where one corner lifts up and you can store bedding in it and Ooh. stuff. Don't disassemble and move with it. it doesn't work. It'll Once it's together, die. it can never be disassembled and put back. It together. can be disassembled, and you can put it back together. But it's it's life is it's limited at that point. The more you take it apart and rebuild it, the worse it gets. As with many things, I suppose. But yeah. ours, ours is the same. We've moved it. It's it's moved between about three or four different places because my sister had it briefly, and yeah, it's been all over the country. That sofa. <laughs> every so mine, every time it's deconstructed, it loses a little bit of its soul. It's oh, never no. the same sofa again. Poor thing. What, what's it called, Peter? You'll know. The ship of Th- Thebes? Th- the- Theseus, Thebes? Or Theseus? Tri- or Trigger's Broom, people That's also the one. say. Yeah. yeah. If you slowly start replacing bits of it until none of it, the original sofa remains, is it still the same sofa? Oh. Is it still the... It doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, if you want to support this kind of nonsense so we can move on to the questions and things, which is why you're here, uh, go to podiots.com. If you donate £3 or more, you'll get a shout-out at the beginning and the end of the show. You'll join Pod Squad. You'll support the stuff that you enjoy, hopefully, and uh, you'll help us out in the in the process. Mikey, I believe you've got some sort of list of names there. Mm, that's what I'm looking at right now. What can loosely be called a list of names in reality it's just smashing together nouns and adjectives until i giggle a yes. bit yes love it we begin this list of random nonsense with alexa is this cheggs hope you're sorry everyone at home if you've if, if your machine's now been set off <laughs> strap on cap on pegs penguins pod my fluffing squad tiny peter closet tory lord <laughs> So you're your pheasant eating. Ugh. Mm. Lord Brotovich, creamy muck muck. Oh no, oh no, my Chexo suit's been hit. <laughs> Donak, oh seven. Bean Sty Mittis? Be- bean Sty Mittles? Some- mm. if s- someone can ha- if Bean Sty Mittles. Yes. I'm trying to work out if that's, you know. Where they trick like you into a, saying a bad a thing. A rude thing. Yeah. yeah. Bean Sty Mittles. Is it is it written backwards? Maybe sit sit him my schneeb. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> I want to sit all over your schneeb. <laughs> Hello, it's editing Mikey here. Uh, we figured this name out at the very end of the show, so stay tuned. Place your guesses now. It's it's very obvious. How did we not figure it out? Thank you. Bye. Uh, we continue with Stephen Scordes, British PM, fishy poo sack. <laughs> How juvenile. I love it. Uh, Cowdoy in the Freddy Weber. Very good. And uh, Anonymous, who was very generous. And they say, long time listener, first time donator. I just want to give a huge shout out and congratulations to my friend and fellow listener, Matt, who has just passed his final exam and is now a doctor of biology. Woo! Congratulations, Matt. I always knew you could do it. Congratulations. So if if you're a Polyots listener called Matt, who's just become a doctor of biology and you have a friend called Anonymous, then that's for you, (laughs) that message. Anonymous, you shouldn't have. 
Congratulations, Doctor Matt. I, we've got a we've got a doctor who listens to Podiats now. Confirmed. That's an achievement. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have any um, medical requests, uh, just send them in via Pod Squad, mm-hmm. and then when that then gets read out, you'll have to wait another two weeks, and then perhaps the doctor can write in and give an answer. So about a four week turnaround, <laughs> just yeah. like the NHS. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Support striking nurses. Yes, yeah, please. please do actually help them. Um, it's not their fault. No. Uh, we've also got more pod squadders. We've got Cassidy Delaney, Sleeping Pooty, The Little Spermaid, <laughs> uh, James yeah. and the Giant Dick. Good. Dick, <laughs> Dick and Dom in Da Bumhole, yo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince Beefcakes. Another anonymous, generous donation, uh, and they say, just four months ago, I'd never heard of you guys. On a random night in January, I clicked on a Worst Games Ever episode. The algorithm showed me. Yes, it works. Yes, come on. <laughs> and now I've caught up on five years of vidiot slash triple jump content in the space of three months. Jeez. Thanks for defining my year so far, Keys Keys. Wow, wow, thank you, Anonymous. Incredible, That's thank you. Amazing. And I just want to take the time to say as well how heartening that is to hear. Because mm. I think we all go through phases, all three of us, where, you know, we've been doing this thing for a while now. Vidiots was a thing in 2018. And, you know, like, do people still really care? Like, do people still give a shit? And especially new people. Like, do, yeah. do people who yeah. find us feel too alienated by all the... Uh references and the law yeah absolutely like we as far as i'm concerned it's like we've still got that core group of people from 2018 mm. and we're yeah. just slowly losing them as, like, <laughs> as they die yes. <laughs> they die off and that's like that's kind of gutting and also is a constant source of like self-doubt so to hear that kind of stuff like that the algorithm actually works and that new people are coming in and liking it that's really encouraging so yeah, thank you for, thank you for donating and thank you for saying that as well thank, thank you very much anonymous uh, we've also got 80 quid a gram, Cozzy Lives Crisy, <laughs> uh, Chris Martin's Gone Fartin, Itty Bitty Peter Committee, uh, Visit the Vidiot's Discord, Bill Buchter's Life is Changing, Scandalf, pen- Scandalf Pending, and another anonymous donation. Yes, thank you. Anonymous, thank very you. generous today. Thank you. Uh, we've also got Vince McMahon's Moustache. Dave Bum Saw Polyps, oh. Chocolate Egghead Trauma, Wix and Dom Wix and Dom in Da Bungalow, Hugged as a Child, Top Ten Mikey's Toilet Stories, the very generous Bartek Kubica, no pun, and uh, Bartek said, Dudes, it's my birthday. Happy birthday, Bartek. Happy birthday, Bartek. Happy I want birthday. you to know that to me, you are like Dick and Dom is to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. Thank honor. you. <laughs> That's very kind. There are a few letters left. Oh, did you know typing cough into Google Images, you will see a lot of people doing invisible BJ. Do good deeds with this knowledge. <laughs> Thank you, wow. Tech. That's good great. Good deeds. Thanks. Wonderful. That's a, a never-ending source of joy now. Wow, yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. That's obscene. That's obscene. <laughs> We've also got Anonymous again. Thank you, Anonymous. Uh, Seymour Butts, Stephen Skodes, Cuntius Maximus, Stalin and the Raisinets, Mr. Macca, and Finn Tristam. That is your pod squad for this week. Thank you so much, everybody, for being so generous. Podiots.com, if you'd like to donate £3 or more to get a shout-out at the beginning and the end of the show. Do you guys have a favourite? I liked Oh No, My Chegso Suit Has Been Hit. Mm-hmm. 
British yeah. PM Fishy Pusak gets my vote. That's mm-hmm. a beautiful wordplay. I quite liked Chris Martin's Gone Fartin. Mm. Okay, mm. yeah. Enjoyed it. It sounds sounds fun. It's a nice sound. <laughs> yeah. Little Spermaid was uh, low-key quite, quite clever also as well, good. yeah. Yeah, very good stuff. Well, Michael Johnson, you are question boy this week. What have you got? You're darn tootin'. Um, right, let's start with the hardest hitting question. I think it's always good to you know get, you want to you know establish the podcast, and mm. the, the first question sets that tone. So um, we have Andrew Emerson here at Emerson on the Jelly, um, and their question is: What is the minimum incentive for each of you individually to eat two big spoonfuls of dirt? Oh, oh. Um, um, we should set some ground rules here. Um, this wasn't included. But I'm ground gonna, rules. <laughs> uh, oh! hey. Well done. I'm going to say this is two spoonfuls of the dirt that is nearest to you. That is not a uh, property of a house plant. So it's not in a pot. Mm. It has to be out in the open. Okay. Right. Well, okay. Doctor of Biology Matt, I think, would probably advise us that even one spoonful could potentially kill us. Mm. <laughs> Pretty the Parasites and stuff. Um, there was that person who ate a slug wasn't there and they yes. died yes oh. so yeah try and try and pick a spoonful without a slug in it i guess or two spoonfuls you gotta get very lucky twice um yeah, yeah my answer would either be you could not pay me enough money to risk my life with two spoonfuls of soil um <laughs> or it would have to be such a high amount that i could pay for because you might get away with it like if you ate two spoonfuls yeah. of dirt you might just get lucky and it you would maybe have a bit of a tummy ache and then you'd be fine uh, yeah. But but to counteract the risk that I might not be fine, it would have to be so much that I could afford the very greatest doctors to make me better. Oh. So that that's is that your minimum? Was it to cover your medical medical expenses? Well, and, <laughs> and a little more, bit of and, spending money, <laughs> and then the spends. Yeah, so like a million pounds spending money, and then Jesus. <laughs> I don't want to eat for two. So, so no, so, right? No, picture this: someone comes to you, Peter. Mm. Here's nine hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> You're going to go? Nope, sorry, mate. <laughs> All right, a million pounds spending money is 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 silly. That's too much. But nine hundred thousand pounds. I mean, yeah, I don't. I can't quantify what the risk is in terms of health, and then what the cost might be to get better because it might just be something that the NHS could deal with unless I obviously <laughs> die instantly. But if, if not, if I'm just ill, the NHS might do it for free. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, but it would you're, you're, be an yours, awful lot. Your, yours varies depending on the, circ- the, the circumstances post ingestion. Yeah. Or because I don't know what the circumstances would be, then I would just have to say you couldn't pay me enough to eat. Good God. Every time one of these questions gets asked in my day-to-day life, I realise how cheap I am, because I was honestly going to say, like, a fiver. <laughs> oh, Michael. <laughs> it's five big worth more spoon, than that. T- we're probably talking tablespoons here, or serving spoons. That's All right, like- a tenner then, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Good God, this man wants to die. I did, I've survived silica gel, I've eaten dirt as a kid, and, I mean, look at the man I am now. It's, 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 I, 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 I like to believe it wouldn't really do any damage. Well, yeah, probably. Give me, give me a dicky tummy. Uh, you've locked in your offer now, you're, you're off the table. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sweep up this five pound. <laughs> yeah, good for you, man. It's all yours. <laughs> I mean, you're right that, you know, kids do end up getting a bit of bit of dirt in their mouths when they're playing but do they eat two big spoonfuls i don't know you're right that if someone came to me and said like i'm not going to give you a million pounds i'll i'll offer you like 15 grand or so you know still like a really big amount of money like 
yeah, when you put it like that, I'm tempted, but it's <laughs> you have difficult. to really mull it over. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Ben? Um, I I would also do it for a high amount of money. However, I think I would call an ambulance in advance, mm-hmm. and I would just say, <laughs> "Help! This this man is eating dirt." Please send someone out here right now. He needs medical attention. He doesn't look well. And then I would, and then I would tie my little um, bib on. <laughs> I would get my, I get my digging spoon out, and I'd have a couple of hearty mouthfuls. Maybe I would, I would pair it with, you know, some sort of delicious beverage to help wash it down. And I would like to think around the time I was done, the ambulance would arrive to immediately pump my my stomach mm, <laughs> and yeah. save me i could collect my earnings perhaps after i'm checked out of whichever clinic they put me in for my own safety because i've been eating dirt and they need to sort of do an like a psych evaluation for well that's us, the risk yeah sure you I'm might okay. yeah, 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 get yourself yeah. sectioned if you're not careful there's a man eating dirt yeah, they're gonna want to ask some pretty serious questions <laughs> and i don't want them to take my my winnings no I, I just googled, is it safe to eat dirt? And under the people also ask section, there's a, t- uh, a heading titled, is it okay to eat a little bit of dirt? <laughs> just <laughs> a little as a treat. As a treat, just, yeah. Just Mike, you can have a little bit of dirt as a treat. <laughs> we have dirt at home. Mike. We have three salt and pepper grinders in our house. Salt, pepper, and then just a little bit of dirt. <laughs> you know, the third, the third brown shaker. Yeah. It's a spritz yeah. of dirt, lovely. Cheese, parmesan, dirt. What? Dirt. Anyone? Dust. Anyone? Dust. Dirt. Anyone? <laughs> Sorry, I've also just found an article. Just, um, eating dirt. It might be good for you. I'm just going to read the first line of this. Okay. It melts in your mouth like chocolate, says no. Ruth Anne. <laughs> melts. <laughs> no. Describing who? her favorite treat. <laughs> oh. who? who said that? Um, Ruth Ann T. Joyner. <laughs> Is Ruth still alive? <laughs> Those articles from uh, 2005, so maybe so not. It no, melts then. in your mouth like chocolate, says the late Ruth Ann T. <laughs> Joyner. Well, this article's unhinged. It's just her saying like how much she loves it. Jesus Christ! Oh, okay, I hope they well. cremated her because you know you can't you can't put her in the dirt. She'll just, <laughs> just eat her way out. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right. Well, thank you, boys. Um, I I'm I, I should I should have said something higher than five because I've got a feeling there's going to be a donation next week of five pound and mm. yeah I'll I'll have, have to, to do it, it then won't I I've entered a, a legally binding contract that's right the rule. <laughs> all right who would like to do their thing first I would love to do my thing if that's okay please do yes please uh, a couple of weeks ago it finally happened it's been a bit of a spiritual journey for me recently first meeting Dick and Dom and upsetting them in a way that I will never forget. <laughs> Yes. Then seeing the show live, I got to see my my good friend Michael Johnson uh, nearly killed on stage. That was yep. kind of amazing as well. And then I went to Stoke-on-Trent. You did, yes. You did, yeah. yes. Historic town. Historic town on the River Trent. Now, I've written a first-hand account <laughs> of my time, my short time in Stoke-on-Trent. Sort of like a, a religious pilgrimage it was for me. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of wanted to share that with you guys and the Podiat's listeners so that they could also go on this journey with us or with me, you know, in the past. But before I get there, just because I am still a little paranoid that maybe people will be listening to this and somehow are not familiar with uh, the Neighbours Cat song. 
from Dick and Dom in the Bungalow. Michael Johnson, who's editing this episode, would you mind inserting that into proceedings right now? Pussycat, pussycat, where have you been? Well, I've been all over this week, uh, but, you know, my favourite place, I've been to... Stoke on Trent, oh yeah, to Stoke on Trent. Historic town on the River Trent. It's a vibrant mix of the great and the good. Like Reginald Spitfire Mitchell and Josiah Wedgwood. Come and lose yourself in the pottery shopping centre. Why not try a Snapchat? Okay, it's a culinary adventure. Come to Stoke on Trent and see just what is meant by that welcome phrase of help don't hear in Stoke on Trent. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it just beautiful? It's wonderful. Did you know that um, Dave Chapman turned up on the Dick and Dom show on stage, as did the prize idiot and um, oh. Melvin O'Doom? Oh, man, what no, a really? star-studded lineup! Which, which yeah, which, the one which, the, which venue that was? Like at the O2 or something in somewhere, I think, like in London. I don't know if it was oh, the O2. Oh, they can't okay. be playing the O2, surely. <laughs> it would must, be amazing. must be a different O2. There are, there's like one in Newcastle, so I don't know. But some... I think it was a London venue. Uh, the whole gang got together. Um, oh, yeah, that yeah. would have been the one to see if we'd it known. Would. <laughs> we went to Nottingham. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> we sure did. Okay, I've got my account here. I'm going to try and calm down. I'm quite excited to share this with you. So I just need to calm my breathing a little bit because I'm scared. I'm going to I'm going to stumble over my words, and I really want to get across quite how uh, incredible. This journey was people who live in Stoke-on-Trent and listen to this podcast. They don't know how good they've got it uh, because they're there every day, and I only got to visit for a little bit. So here's my adventure to Stoke-on-Trent in in words by Ben Potter, aged uh, nearly thirty-one. I began my adventure in the car park of the Clough Street Tesco Extra. Knowing the grand voyage that was laid out before me and barely able to contain my excitement, I entered the gigantic supermarket to do a wee. I didn't want anything slowing me down in this historic town. Wilkins in hand, I heard really heavy breathing coming from one of the cubicles. Initially troubled at the thought of someone potentially doing a wank or having a cardiac event, I eventually shook it off and chuckled to myself, as I could only assume this person was also very excited about being in Stoke-on-Trent. Sorry, sorry, you shook it off. Did yeah, sorry. I did. <laughs> I shook it off. Language there. Right. I said what I said. <laughs> Leaving Tesco, I turned right and proceeded along an adjacent wavy footpath. I did think about following the wavy bricked bit, but was worried I'd have too much fun, so I elected to walk in a regular straight line instead. If you have the time, look it up on Google Maps. It's wavy on there too. At the end of the wavy path, I saw my first monument to this great city, a several foot long sheet of plastic detailing the historical contributions of Reginald Spitfire Mitchell. It was a bit grubby, and I had to fight every urge to enter the adjoining Mitchell Memorial Youth's Art Centre and Spitfire Cafe, but I rationalised that if Reginald Spitfire Mitchell, the inventor of the airplane, could invent an airplane, I could continue on my adventure without delay. (laughs) Heading up Piccadilly Street was truly a life-changing experience. I passed Ainsley Insurance Brokers, Pepe's Fast Food, Salon VIP, I Do Bridal, Nail Bar, Leanne Haycock Nail Artist, Angel Star Nails, Mr. Phones, Piccadilly Mini Market, Piccadilly Shopping Arcade, HSBC, H&T Pawn Brokers, and several other businesses that weren't permanently shuttered. 
It was really quite overwhelming, to be honest. I was just a small boy in a big city. A big city that ranks 69th in population in the UK. Nice. Nice. I needed to catch my breath. It was all too exciting. Ducking into an alley to gather my thoughts, I took the opportunity to pose next to a bin emblazoned with the local, or rather, Stokel Council's logo. Ah, I couldn't believe my luck. When would I ever get the chance to do such a thing again? I said aloud to the rat whose dinner I'd disturbed. Right next to the bins was some street art pitching Stoke-on-Trent as the UK City of Culture 2021. I began to dissect my experience of the city thus far and determined how it was possible for Stoke-on-Trent not to be the City of Culture in 2021 or indeed any year. I googled it and Coventry won. Aww. Back on the streets, heading north on Town Road, I began to notice a lot of residents in sporting apparel and hooded clothing. I considered stopping one of the Stokels to ask them if this was a Stokel uniform of some kind, but decided against that. It must be that everyone is so relaxed and comfortable in this historic city that formal wear isn't necessary, I said to myself, classistly. And then, there it was, a bastion of hope, a beacon for the unwashed masses, the true cornerstone of Stoke culture, the Pottery's Shopping Centre. I was beside myself with excitement. This must have been what it felt like for the first archaeologist to uncover an Egyptian tomb or for people with foot fetishes to be told how high above the ground they're flying. Bundled, bundling into this sacred church dedicated to capitalism, I barely knew where to begin. Claire's accessories? Millie's cookies? Perhaps I could get some new shoes at Clark's, a new phone at the three store, or maybe even sign up to a new internet plan in the EE shop. Would Hang heaven- on. This so I, I can't believe this. This is a disgrace. So it's not just full of pottery shops. Questions at the end? I right, we'll, yeah. we'll talk we'll talk yeah. about this, I promise. Mm, yeah. Would Kevin Bacon, voice of the EE adverts in the UK, be there? I pondered. No, I determined. If he's anywhere, he'll be in one of the other 50 shops, seven restaurants and cafes, or the nine-screen cinema all under one roof your neighborhood community shopping center is right on your doorstep. It was so emotionally over- I was so emotionally overwhelmed by the experience, it wasn't until I did- returned to the car and was en route home that I realised I'd completely forgotten to try a Staffordshire oat cake. <gasps> oh Ben, I muttered to myself in frustration, you are a frightfully forgetful pillock. But then, as if the great city was giving me one last gift, I spotted a sign for the Wedgwood Institute, which stands on the former site of Stokel Potter, Josiah Wedgwood's Brickhouse Pottery Works. Smiling to myself and knowing that it was Josiah Wedgwood who cut the first sod for the canal in 1766 and erected his Etruria works that year, the day felt redeemed. I may not have been taken on a culinary adventure, but for me, the great city of Stoke-on-Trent will forever be the historicist town on the River Trent. Wow. Absolutely incredible. Wow, so that sounds like you had, a, you had a big day there. You you went like right up several streets and indoors, outdoors. You saw all the local I high street favourites. Lots I of saw, nail shops. Saw nail shops. I saw. Oh, did breaks. you go past a vape shop by chance? I did actually. I should have oh. mentioned that in the store. Sorry, I didn't mention that. Oh, if, yeah. if you two ever get the opportunity, I know it's expensive, and you know you don't. They don't let many people in a year. Tickets are quite um, exclusive. But if either of you get the chance to go to Stoke-on-Trent, I would I would recommend it. It's a life-changing experience. I mean, I yeah. feel like I've lived it vicariously through you, but you know, you've got to experience it for yourself. You do. Um, you really do. Now, Peter, I was equally 
completely <laughs> bemused when I got to the pottery shopping center and it turns out that that's a play on obviously what the the locals are called the stokels sorry are called in Stoke on Trent which which are like it's potters. The, the potters yeah exactly because, because the, the because yeah the potter you're in pottery industry because all the, yeah. the pottery stuff yeah so the photo because I watched it back earlier and we all know it very well the Stoke mm. on Trent song when it shows the pottery's shopping center not only does the neighbor's cat sound like he says pottery shopping center, it shows a photo of a man making pots. Yeah, and shelves and shelves of pottery. Yes. That's so, what I was yeah. expecting. We've been living a lie for like f- nearly five years now. Yeah. Oh my God. But I can't believe there's not even just like a single shop that sells potted goods. That's like, that's a gold mine waiting to happen. Yeah. See, there probably is like a covered market. That's that deals exclusively in pottery and things. Yeah, like and once a month or something. That's honestly what I was expecting when I heard of the pottery shopping centre. But no, it's the potteries shopping centre, and it's a shopping centre. <sighs> I hope right. that didn't tarnish the experience too much. It sounds Absolutely like you not. still managed to make the most of it. Absolutely not. I I felt that I was able to go on a fact finding mission and can now. Next time I talk to my good friend Dave Chapman, I can let him know, and he will, I'm sure, correct his video and song. Um, did you happen to go past the sexy emporium that's in Stoke-on-Trent? Well, uh, what? I, I, I can't say that I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I was following your journey on Google Maps, and just next to the Pottery Shopping Centre, there's a place called the Sexy Emporium. Oh, man, I'm going to have to go back. Sexy Emporium. Damn. And I mean, oh. from the from the photos, it looks incredibly <laughs> oh, sexy. Oh, it looks pretty sexy. Oh wow, that does look sexy. Can we rename <laughs> it? Probably it presents the yeah. sexy emporium. <laughs> uh, sorry, I think I found it on Google Maps. <laughs> this is the worst. This the, the name of the shop sounds like bumpus for a pawn shop. This <laughs> discretion. I read, I read it as um, excre- excretion, not excretion. The, the, discretion. The... <laughs> <laughs> discretion. Oh my I mean, that's a, that's a very sexy shop front. The shoes and lingerie. Yeah, goodness me. So what's it called? Wow. Sexy Emporium. Apparently on Google Maps. <laughs> Stoke, all right. Well, we'll change that. But that's my thing. I went to Stoke-on-Trent. I did it. Oh, well done! Wow, you're the are you the, you're you're the first and only idiot to step foot in those hallowed grounds, right? Yeah, I think I've been through it on the train, but I've not stopped. Oh, you should stop! It's well worth it. Yeah, you can go on my on my journey. <laughs> yeah, one day I'll have a big Mikey day, and I'll get the mega bus up to Stoke on Trent and have a yeah. a big old day. Hell yeah! Right. Oh. Pod thank it's... you thank you very much Pod it's yeah, <laughs> oh it's been a while hasn't it yeah we haven't done this for a bit <laughs> oh dear um, okay right i'm gonna submit that now okay thank you for improving google maps you'll get an email <laughs> oh. when your suggestion is reviewed okay no. thank you google hopefully by the time this comes out um everyone at home will be able to go look at that and really really enjoy it yeah <laughs> they've got a website yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling through it now. They've got a wide um, selection of, of goods and whatnot. Um, brand spanking new lines. Mm. Yeah, lots of spanking. That's on sale. Uh, well, this, this is the second time we've ended up on a sex shop and I've gone straight to the sale section. Jesus, that is... <laughs> wow, okay. Stop, wow, that's big. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest. 
<laughs> Would anybody like a question? Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Ju- I'm just, lo- I'm also on the website. I'm just going to send you a photo of something I found. Ooh, what you got? <laughs> Here it comes. Get ready. It's so lifelike. It's a man in a cage. Oh my <laughs> Christ. <laughs> what? That is interesting. And when wow. I say cage, I don't mean like that one that people who know sex toys are thinking of. I mean, it's a, it's the size of a man. It's like made out of leather straps and he's just sort of stood in it. <laughs> it's like a gigantic finger trap. It's like a, a sort of weaved thing made out of loads of belts that all cross over each other. And he's, yeah, it's very odd. It's too much wow. for too much for Twitter, do you think? Possibly. I mean, there's, there's nothing overly explicit about it, but yeah, definitely it's um, it's interesting to say the least. Maybe we'll... Um, not not put that on Twitter, but you too can set, head to the the sexy emporium and witness this lovely display for yourself. Yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah. sorry. Move on to a question. Let's get out of here. Oh my god! Had enough uh, of Stoke. <laughs> too much <laughs> excitement for one day. Um, I've got, there's a question I need to ask before I ask this question. Um, who are your childhood heroes? If you had to pick one, who would you say was your boy or girl? <sighs> I mean, Dick and Dom are up there, but probably that's only kind of since Vidiots that I would have, that they yeah. would be the answer I would give. Um, I, I, I think as a child, I had a very boring hero, and my hero was Nick Park, famous for creating Wallace and Gromit and yeah. heading Ardman oh. Studios. I've, Did I, you know I think, who he was as a child? Oh, yeah. I, I wrote an essay about him in school, <laughs> about Amazing. how much I looked up to him and how I wanted to work with him. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's that's my answer to the question. You boys got any ideas? Um, childhood hero. I realise that's a, that's a big question to spring on you. I should have given you a pre-reading. Yeah, I mean, I do, I've got the fallback of Dick and Dom if I have to say that, but I'm sure I must have a better answer. Um, sorry, did you say childhood heroes or just heroes generally? Uh, childhood hero. Childhood. Okay. Well, that might be a bit easier if I can think. Um, maybe maybe more sort of lean more towards Neil Buchanan actually than Dick and Dom. I think as a child, I really liked the idea of just sort of that being some kind of job that I could do when I grow up, just being an artist, but not in the sense that, not like a professional artist, just standing in a room with giant crayons and, and you know, one, standing on his set. And One day you hope to own as much salt as Neil Buchanan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that man had an endless supply. I wanted to just be Neil Buchanan, not, not an actual professional artist, but a... TV artist who lives in a big pencil case. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. Hmm. Um. I mean, if it's not cheating, it might have been Spider Man. Okay. Yeah, good answer. Yeah. yeah. No, I, that's a totally valid answer. Yeah, right. I just thought of a better one. Mine would probably be Obi Wan Kenobi. I think he really was my hero. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna lock in that answer? Yeah. If I'm allowed fictional characters, I'll say Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Right, now we get on to the actual question. Oh boy, you've picked some winners here. Hadie Mnor at Hadie Mnor on Twitter asks, you enter an underground bare-knuckle boxing fight. Uh, brackets, match, competition. I don't know boxing. The winner gets a £1,000. Your opponent, your childhood hero. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> Would you concede or proceed to fuck them up? <laughs> Well, I wouldn't win for a start, but if the question is morally, would I feel okay about punching my hero? I think I probably would if it was in a, an underground fighting ring, because, you know, they've consented to do it too. Yeah. Um, 
I definitely should have picked Neil Buchanan there. That would have been an easier. <laughs> I should have picked the head. That would have been yes. ideal. It would. Oh man, Spider Man's going to f- mess you up, Ben. Well, yeah, Spider Man. I've seen. I've seen. We've all seen Spider Man fight Matcha Man Randy Savage in in an underground wrestling fight in the 2001 documentary Spider Man. Yeah, and three minutes. I've got you for three minutes. I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not even close to the size of Bone Saw. Bone Saw was a lot bigger than me, um, and and he didn't fare very well. I don't think if if I regardless of whether or not I fight him, according to past events, his uncle Ben will die <laughs> that day, <laughs> and I don't yeah. necessarily want to do that to him, you know. So maybe I'll concede on those grounds. Yeah, fair. I mean, I'm I'm looking at Nick Park. He's an old oldish man. Um, uh, it, it feels like it's like punching David Attenborough even if it's in a pre-organized fight with two consenting parties mm, I feel yeah. that's, that's going to go down the newspapers in, for history the inventor of, of Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run mowed down by angry British man who <laughs> did it all for a thousand pound yeah hmm I don't. I don't think I could do it for a grand. I'd, it'd have to be much, much higher, so I could split the money with him. I mean, not that he really needs the money, but it'd make me feel better about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, is that three for three? We're all declining the chance to punch Spider-Man, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Nick Park. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, good. I think that's the respectable answer. I'm proud of us. We've, we've really turned the corner from the earlier discussion of eating dirt. I was going to say, bring out the dirt, though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for a grand yeah let's go get an audience together i'll go ham on that fantastic thank you very much boys peter mm. could you indulge us in your thingaling i'd love to i've got a weird capitia here well it's yeah i suppose it is weird it's a bit of a mystery um there's a seemingly obvious solution to it but no one quite knows so this is the story of alfred lowenstein or lowenstein i'm not sure i'm gonna settle on Lowenstein for the remainder of this thing. Um, Alfred Leonard Lowenstein was a Belgian financier. At his peak in the 1920s, Lowenstein was worth around £12 million in the currency of the time, which is equivalent to 769.2 million in 2021, uh, which made him the third richest person in the world at the time. Uh, His wealth came from investments in electric power and artificial silk businesses when both of those industries were in their infancy. Lowenstein is remembered today for his mysterious death, uh, mysterious disappearance and death in 1928. I'm going to tell you all about his mysterious disappearance. On the evening of the 4th of July, 1928, Lowenstein left from Croydon Airport to fly to Brussels on his private aircraft, a Fokker F. Uh, 7A slash 3M trimotor G-E-B-Y-I. Ah, yes, that I, is. I, I know yeah. it well. You know it well. Good. We've all been on one. Yeah. Uh, along with six other people. While the aircraft was crossing, crossing the English Channel at an altitude of 4,000 feet, Lowenstein went to the rear of the aircraft to use the lavatory. In Lowenstein's aircraft, a door at the rear of the main passenger cabin opened onto a short passage with two more doors. The one on the right led to the lavatory, while the one on the left was the aircraft's entrance door. When Lowenstein had not reappeared after some time, his secretary went in search of him and discovered the lavatory was empty while the aircraft's entrance door was open and flapping in the slipstream. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah, I know. 
The employee, along with the others in the aircraft, asserted his belief that Lowenstein had fallen through the aircraft's rear door and plunged several thousand feet to his death in the English Channel. Jesus. Which is horrific, did, did isn't it? Did nobody hear the, the... Oh! Yeah, I know. The aircraft landed first on the beach before transferring to the airfield at saint Ingelvert uh, in France. Um, and then we have a, the next section says news and investigation. So news of Lowenstein's demise caused panic selling in his corporation's publicly traded shares, which immediately plummeted in value by more than 50%. On the 12th of July 1928, it was reported that tests had been conducted by the accidents branch of the British Air Ministry using Lowenstein's aircraft. It was stated that at an altitude of 1,000 feet, one of the ministry men had thrown himself against the aircraft's entry door, which had opened about six inches, that's 150 millimetres, but he was immediately thrown back into the aircraft when the slipstream violently slammed the door shut. It was concluded it would have been impossible for someone to accidentally open the door and fall out. Lowenstein's body was discovered near Boulogne on the 19th of July 1928, and was taken by fishing boats to Calais, where his identity was confirmed by means of his wristwatch. Uh, an autopsy was performed at the request of his family, and his brother-in-law stated they did not suspect anyone of foul play, but they didn't want anyone to later suggest after the burial that Lowenstein might have been poisoned or died on uh, in the aircraft and had then been thrown out. So they were just trying to rule out foul play so that people wouldn't want to have to, like, exhume his body or whatever. Right, yeah. Um, The autopsy revealed a partial fracture of Lowenstein's skull and several broken bones. It was concluded he'd been alive when he struck the water. Lowenstein's body was buried in a cemetery outside Evere in a tomb belonging to his wife's family, uh, the Missons. However, his name was never carved on the slab covering his casket, so he was, in effect, buried in an unmarked grave. And we now have the theories um, as to what happened. Many theories have been put forward as to exactly what happened to Lowenstein in the back of his aircraft. Some suspected a criminal conspiracy in which his employees murdered him. The New York Times hypothesised a growing absent-mindedness noted by many of Lowenstein's acquaintances may have caused him to walk out of the wrong door of the aircraft, even though (laughs) the air ministry did say that throwing yourself against the door at only 1,000 feet wouldn't, uh, you know, was not enough to open it but did you just think they... that the the toilet had great <laughs> views or something how could you yeah. get the wrong door oh, i don't know it's baffling um because he'd left behind a tangled web of business ventures many of which were highly leveraged others theorized that his business empire may have been on the verge of collapse some even asserted that corrupt business practices were about to be exposed and lowenstein therefore committed suicide but none of these theories were ever proven In 1987, William Norris wrote Lowenstein's story in a book titled The Man Who Fell From the Sky. Norris presents evidence in support of his case that if Lowenstein's death was not a conspiracy by business rivals and associates, a certain opportunism existed regarding the death of the tycoon and his insurance. He also shows that later events are frequently ignored, such as the fact that Lowenstein's son Robert shot one of the family's servants under murky circumstances circumstances within a decade or so after the tragedy. The son was himself killed in an aviation accident in 1941 while serving with the Air Transport Auxiliary. 
Norris concluded that Lowenstein had been thrown from the aircraft by the pilot, Donald Drew, at the behest of Madeleine Lowenstein, uh, the motive being to gain control of his fortune. He suggested the aircraft's rear door was completely removed while in the air and a replacement was later fitted on the ground at St. Paul when they landed. Huh. Um, Believable, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Especially given that apparently the story is that the the member of staff who found that he was missing said the door was flapping in the wind when they went (laughs) into the corridor. But anyway, that was his conclusion. Uh, Crime writers Robert and Carol Bridgestock have speculated Lowenstein faked his own death and disappearance because of of the financial irregularities in his businesses. This theory is supported by the facts that the body was buried in an unmarked grave and that his wife did not attend the funeral. Oh, now that is very strange. That is a bit odd, isn't it? And that's that's where it ends in terms of the that that story and the the mystery around it. So there's no no answer um, and some Uh, really conflicting info there. Apparently the door was flapping open, but someone reckons the door was removed. Uh, But also someone else says it was impossible to open the door. Um, how did he wh- whether he was pushed or jumped like how did he even get out there if you couldn't open the door at, like, I know exactly how this happened I've got a theory and I think right. it's very strong so he went to the bathroom to do a plop yeah yeah. Um, he stood up he, he sorted himself out and he opened the door uh, and he remembered oh I've got to flush the, the toilet and he pressed the button and we all were all aware of how forceful toilets flushes are in airplanes they're mm. really powerful i think yeah. back then even more powerful and i reckon <laughs> right? he he pressed a flusher and the pressure built in the room and started pulling him towards the ball oh, and no. so in a panic he grabbed onto the door frame as oh, really oh, pulling pulling himself trying to save his own life and as the toilet stopped flushing all of this strength that he had kind of catapulted catapulted him mm. towards the door bang hit the door flies out and that's how it happened. And worst of all, he then had to go into free fall with his own shit uh, for the last, <laughs> the last minute of his life. Which would he win? Just fell. Uh, well, um, apparently weight has no bearing on how fast you fall. So he, they would okay. have fallen at exactly the same rate, I think. But would, as he has a larger surface area, would he not have mm. fallen slower? It depends if he sort of dived put his hands together and he's he tucked really his head in. D- with, with his dying, <laughs> his dying like, I may breath, as well he thought, keep up I am beating t- this turd to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to die a winner, damn it. <laughs> I don't know if the turd was ever found. Um, perhaps it was buried in an unmarked grave. Yes. Um, that's where his wife was. She was busy at the other funeral. Yes, the poo funeral. The poo funeral. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking poos. Oh, very good. Very so, good. answers on the postcard, everyone. What do you think happened to Mr. Lowenstein? Are you asking, I know I'm right. asking me now, or are you asking the listeners? No, no I'm asking the audience. Okay, good. Because I don't have Let a theory. I, I, I like Michael's. Yeah, yeah I, me too. I, I, that's the most believable to me, at least. Yeah, that so, sounds yeah. right. Where were you, Michael, in the late 1980s? Um, um, I was, um, oh, I was vacationing in Vienna. Uh, it was oh, lovely, okay. lovely, absolutely lovely. Yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds There's good. photos and everything, I promise. Sounds nice. Uh, moving on, would you like a question, boys? Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, this one comes from Addy, at 2Addy underscore P on Twitter. They ask, a podcast I like announced it shutting down by a host saying, quote, you may be sad, but fuck you. 
everything dies. Everything <laughs> and everyone will die. And this is going to happen to you again and again, end quote. Do you think Vidiots' is changing would have gone down better if you did this instead? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, we sort of did, but after the fact, when people sort of started acting like it was inconvenience, uh, inconveniencing them that we yeah. that we were losing we our jobs, <laughs> and we did say we did tell people to fuck off. I think. Uh, in, yeah, in I think we were yeah. all a bit fragile, and we're just like, oh god, yeah. please you stop. Know what? This is- you can be sad, but sorry that oh, this yeah. is so annoying for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's only us that can't pay rent anymore oh boy oh boy yeah, yeah. it may have um it, it may have i don't know it may have gone down better or worse but i think we certainly would have um hemorrhaged more viewers and and subscribers and listeners at the time i think we wouldn't have held on to as many people if we'd said fuck you everything dies <laughs> yeah i mean he's not so wrong we but there's, yeah. it, it demonstrates a complete lack of tact and form mm. for planning. I think there is a there is a not necessarily a correct way to break that news, but there is certainly a more delicate, uh, sensible way to break the news that doesn't necessarily burn bridges. Yeah, I mean, imagine yeah. getting a, a call one day out of nowhere. Sorry to let you know, but uh, your grandmother's dead. But fuck you, fuck you. Everything, everything dies. dies. <laughs> this is going to happen again and again. Get used to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah. I, I don't know if it, 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 it wouldn't have been Nvidia's style to go out in, in, in a blaze of glory like that. We're too we're too polite for that. So yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't have gone down too well. Maybe you could have just yeeted Billy into the stratosphere as a final goodbye. But he's, he's such yeah. a delicate little boy. Oh, bless. Yeah. Yeah. Do, if there's, do you think there's any other ways we would have done it? I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, the, the Vidius is changing thing is like it's become a joke now. But genuinely, that was the best way we could think to spin it rather than just yeah. say, mm. yeah, it's done. We're done. It's over. Um, we thought changing is the right way to was sort of. It just felt like the right thing to do because yes. yeah, saying it's not going away completely. So please don't go. Yeah, we're still we're please. still going to try and do some things, and Podiats is still going to continue. We'll stream from time to time, but yeah, it's it is definitely changing. I mean, I I think a very um inte- unintentional, but a good meme came out of that, and I'm glad we had mm. changing. I think that was a wonderful bit of word choice. So yeah, good job us. Yeah, we do an annual <laughs> yeah. video to celebrate it on Triple Jump. Um, <laughs> to celebrate the non-changing yes. of Triple yeah, Jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That fucking thumbnail. Oh man, yeah, that thumbnail has given people a lot of <laughs> a lot of scares. People's like, oh, what's this? What's this announcement? Triple Jump. It- oh, sorry, videos oh. is changing. Oh no. Oh, oh <laughs> what's no. this mean? Oh, what are the funny boys up to now? Uh oh. Oh no. Oh boy. <laughs> oh dear. Right, thank you very much, boys. Would you like to hear my thing? Yes. Please. I come to you with a little bit of monkey news this week. Oh. Oh. Its headline reads: Gary, the gorilla statue stolen from Carluk Garden Centre. This is oh, a tra- yeah. <laughs> this is a tragic tale. Mm. I like I like monkey stories, but it seems that. All of my monkey stories end up with the monkey disappearing, like Uncle Fatty. <laughs> oh, Uncle Fatty. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I can handle losing another monkey, but mm. I digress. Let's find out about poor, poor Gary. 
Thieves have stolen an eight-foot gorilla ornament from a Lanarkshire garden centre. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, that heist of the century, my God, there's so much stuff they could have stolen. Tills, registers, no, I want the big eight-foot gorilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The fiberglass structure, named Gary the Gorilla, has become popular with customers at Reynard Nursery in Carluk over the last 10 years. Owner, Andrew Scott, has posted a tongue-in-cheek video online pleading for Gary's safe return, but insists it is a serious situation. Uh, this video is quite spectacular. So he's got like a little badge with save Ga- uh, return Gary-, Gary the Gorilla on it. He's holding a bit of paper and he's surrounded by three baby gorilla statues. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's, he's holding one in his arms like a baby. This poor things. It's quite a heartbreaking scene, really. <laughs> the crime occurred between half ten on Sunday and midnight on Monday. Mr. Scott said he was bemused as to why someone would steal the ornament. He told BBC Scotland... I'm really annoyed about it. I understand understand the funny side of it, but I'm taking this very seriously. He's worth a fair bit of money. (laughs) It wasn't a young farmer's prank. This was planned. Oh, no. Oh, dear. (laughs) Mr. Scott said CCTV showed a car arriving at the nursery around half ten, with the occupants getting out and unbolting the the ornament. A van returned nearly two hours later and removed Gary from the premises. <laughs> wow, it's a long, a long process. Yeah, of that is planned there. then, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's not just spur the moment drunken. Hey, let's steal the bloody gorilla! Like, no, they've they've, they've calculated this and they've, they've they've really done it right. Uh, the van was seen leaving the garden centre and heading in the general Glasgow direction. This is quite a heartbreaking quote. We saw him disappear into the darkness on that wet night, and we haven't seen him since. Oh, no. Gary. Gary, no. It seemed to be fairly well planned from the footage we have, but unfortunately we can't see who actually took him. The gorilla figure is used as a signpost to the garden centre by careers and customers. Owners dress up Gary for occasions like Christmas, and he was even sporting a face mask during the pandemic. Oh. 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 And now he's dead. But... (laughs) <laughs> oh no they even um, at some point they decided to give him chicken pox and put a lot of red circles on him what? for some reason why oh, <laughs> I don't okay. know <laughs> to try and keep people away from him but this is not where the this, the tale of his heist ends on Thursday um, this has happened a couple of weeks ago now Owner Andrew Scott was sent photos of a gorilla matching Gary's description tied to the trailer of a vehicle on the M25 and on the M40 near Warwick. See, this is why I said, oh, yeah, this is the only part of the story I know is (laughs) a headline that said uh, (laughs) photo of gorilla on motorway is not missing Gary. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sadly, it was later concluded that this was, in fact, just Gary's brother. Oh, Barry. So yeah, Barry. <laughs> Barry and Gary, Baz and Gaz, the boys. <laughs> so yes, the headline reads, Giant gorilla statue sightings were, quote, not Gary. <laughs> <laughs> the manufacturer of the figure has made several versions of the statue, and it is believed the sightings were of one of them. Police were able to track the gorilla's movements using the vehicle's registration plate. Once the police mapped out the movements of the gorilla spotted on motorways around England, it was determined that the ornament was not Gary. 
<laughs> this is I think this is the most in-depth police work I've heard in quite some time. I'm glad I'm glad police resources are going towards a bloody statue of the gorilla. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the latest headlines from Scotland. Oh wait, nope, that's just a random bit of text I copied from the article. I didn't say that. Mr. Scott <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Scott said it moved from London to Whitehaven in Cumbria. And unfortunately it's not Gary, it's one of Gary's brothers. So we are a bit disappointed because we were really hoping it was him. Oh. <laughs> Gary comes from a fairly extended family. We've yet to decipher how many brothers he has, but we are looking into that just so we know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I wonder if you can go on his family tree website and um, track, track all the Garys. Uh, he continues, I'm pretty convinced we'll get him back. It'll take some time, but we've not stopped looking. Mm. The, the response from the public was huge, so the minute Gary makes an appearance anywhere... I'm sure the public will help us find him and get him back to where he belongs. And sadly, that is currently where the story ends. It's been oh, about right. a month now. Um, I've got no idea what these people are planning to do with an eight-foot gorilla, but you definitely can't put that in your front garden because that's a bit too conspicuous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, this this has happened before. Um, I can't remember if, if I've ever brought this along to Podiats because... I should have done if I haven't, and it's just reminded me this story exists. I think I may did uh, may may well have uh, done that in in the early days, but um, there were some students in the nineteen fifties who stole a taxidermized gorilla from Bristol City Museum, uh, <laughs> and he was missing for like some weeks, and then uh, so they, he was like found outside like a police station or something, or like the the fire. The fire station. They they dropped him off, but there are in a photos. basket, wrapped up in a blanket. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like they eventually. So it was part of Rag Week, as they used to call it in the day, uh, which is like just students playing pranks. And they just took him and had some photos taken with him. Here are the photos. <laughs> it's a good-looking uh, gorilla. It is. I mean, it's it's a real one. It's that is not taxidermied. It is. It is. <laughs> it is a, badly it's done. Literally, a man in a gorilla costume. <laughs> well, it might be Coco, I guess. And then um, apparently, so they, they posed for some photos with him. That's one of those. And then they also tried a series of hats on him. And this is <laughs> one of the photos of the hats. Um, a bit like my uncle. Wow. <laughs> but they did they did hand him in eventually. So oh. this that could happen again in this case. God, I hope so. Yeah, they're just going to take him on a bit of a road trip for a bit and return him. Oh, yeah, man. let me add those to the thread. I'm going to uh, share a quick... I, I had a look through um, Gary the Gorilla's Facebook page and I found a banger of a photo. Um, oh, yeah. For those at home, this is a picture of Gary's backside. Oh, oh my God. Excellent. Um, it's like that um, Donkey Kong picture. You know yeah. the one with his ass? <laughs> um, yeah, Gary be thick, so you could spot him coming from a mile away. But I like the little interaction in the comments, which is a, a random punter left a comment saying, Wish my bum was as firm as yours, Gary. And oh. Gary replied, it takes a lot of bananas and peeping to get this firm. Bananas and what? Peeping? Peeping. So apparently um, he's, he's a, he's, his favourite thing is to peep at people and I guess just look at people because he's got quite dead eyes. As right. You can, um, in, as uh, the photo that was put on the thread, I'll put it in here for reference, but um, it's just got white eyes. <laughs> <There's> peepers. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at those. Yeah, he's a bit scary looking, isn't he? 
That is kind of creepy. Do you want, shall I add the the ass picture to the thread as well? I, I think it it belongs on there. Mm, and I'm also, I've got one more image, um, which is quite a heartbreaking one. Okay. Um, this is an image of one of the baby gorillas um, being eating a banana to to try and cover its sadness. Oh, um, that's very sad. Oh no, that's really sad. <laughs> oh, poor little thing. Your dad will be back soon, I'm sure. He's he's just gone out for some cigarettes. So Don't many worry. bananas to eat as well. Oh, well, Gary, not here. They're, they've got a surplus. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, that that's my little tale of Gary. I'm going to keep an eye on things. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to follow the Facebook page, and if Gary returns, you'll be the first ones to know. Good. Good. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Um. Maybe he's in the same place that Gizmo is because he's still not turned up. Rest in, rest in peace. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Goodness me. Well, thank you so much, guys, for your things, and thank you everyone listening. For your questions, what was submitted? I believe, Michael Johnson, there's some kind of shop. You're gosh darn right. If you head to vidiotsofficial.com and if you click on the lovely little shop button, isn't it exciting? If you click on that, you'll be greeted with an array, a myriad, if you will, of wonderful goods ranging from T-shirts, stickers, mug, hat and hoodie. What a bounty. Go have a look at it. Buy something. Oh, we do have a new new thing coming soon. Um, hopefully over the next coming weeks. I feel like we've been saying that for a while, but it's going to happen. So mm-hmm. buckle up because it's going to change your life. But in the meantime, if you're just dying to buy something with a little smiling sausage face on it, you can go to videosofficial.com and head to the shop. Thank you. Yes. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash videosofficial. If you want to go to the Discord, it's vidiotsofficial.com forward slash Discord. Big thank you to Tommy and Fleckers for modding us over there. Uh, go and say hello to fellow Podiots listeners and Vidiots viewers. Twitch.tv forward slash Official. We stream there from time to time. Podiots.com. If you want to go there, donate £3 or more. Get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. You'll support us and you'll join Pod Squad. Here is this week's Pod Squad once again. Alexa, is this Cheggs? Strap on, cap on, pegs, penguins. Pod my fluffin' squad. Tiny Peter, closet Tory. Lord Brotovich, creamy muck muck. Oh no, my Chegso suit's been hit. Donak 07, Bean Sty Mittles. Stephen Scordes, British PM, Fishy Poosack, Cowdoy in the Freddy Weber, and Anony Mouse. Uh, also, uh, sorry, I was just doing some mental. Not mental maths there, but I'm I'm convinced that Beanstein Mittels is something, and I was <laughs> just desperately trying Beanstein. to work out yeah, what it was. Beanstein Mittels. Uh, mm. I don't know. Um, we've also got Cassidy Delaney, Sleeping Pooty, The Little Spermaid, James and the Giant Dick, Dick and Dom in Dab Bumhole, Yo, Prince Beefcakes, The Very Generous Anonymous, 80 Quid a Gram, Cozy Lives Crisy, uh, Chris Martin's Gone Fartin, Itty Bitty Peter Committee, Visit the Vidiot's Discord, Bill Bookter's Life is Changing, uh, Scandalf Pending, and Anonymous. So I, I've got to interject. I've just got it. Yeah? I've just got it. Mm? Beans time it is. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> yes, you're right. That is Beans so time esoteric. It is. <laughs> oh, because it's a capital I. It's, oh, my God. Yeah, Beans okay. Beans die mit is. Fuck's sake. <sighs> It's time it is, beans time it is. I hope this stuck around to the end. (laughs) (laughs) If you hear this, we got it, we got there. Beans time it is. (laughs) We've also got Vince McMahon's moustache, Dave Bumsaw Pollops, 
Chocolate Egghead Trauma, Wicks and Dom in De Bungalow, Hugged as a Child, Top 10 Mikey's Toilet Stories, Bartek Kubica, No Pun, who's very generous, thank you Bartek, happy birthday again. Anonymous, Seymour Butts, Stephen Skodes, Cuntius Maximus, Stalin and the Raisinets, Mr. Macca and Finn Tristam, thank you again to the pod squad this week, podiots.com, three pounds or more, three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of next show. Thank you so much, Peter. Yeah. Do you know what was out on Vidiots uh, this week, five years ago? I do. Uh, we had Luomo Dil Milano, the man from Milan, part two, Redemption. Oh, Crash, te- Crash Team Racing Spinning Challenge, piece of cake. That's where we spun you around on a chair, Ben. I remember that. Felt very sick. <laughs> uh, Prove It, The Sims 3 Live Action Challenge, part two, featuring Hat Films. Skyrim Zoo, chapter seven, Road Trip. Uh, the Man from Milan, part three, Revenge. Uh, in the spotlight, Milanoir. Uh, memory Cards, April 16th. Uh, which was Game Boy, Injustice, and Persona 3 Fez. Fez? Fez. Fez. Podiats Episode 4, Wix. Worst games ever, game selection for the 19th of April. Post some tat number 9, we have a theme tune. Worst games ever, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, a Twitch in Time. That's a good one. Mm. Um, uh, Skyrim Zoo, Chapter 8, Furious George. Sunday Funday, Injustice 2, Legendary Edition. Memory cards for the 23rd of April, which was GTA 4, Don't Starve, and Majora's Mask. Post some tap number 10, We've Been Legoed. In the Spotlight, God of War, Spyro, Blindfold Challenge, Piece of Cake. Uh, five best-selling video games of the pre-industrial era. Skyrim Zoo Chapter 9, Cockadoodle Zoo. Sunday Funday, Incredible Crisis. There's flipping loads, guys. Oh Memory gosh. cards for the April 30th was Mega Man Zero 2, Far Cry 3, uh, Blood Dragon, and Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. We had Podiat's episode 5, B-R-I-S-T-O-L. Um, now this is Pod Racing, Star Wars Episode 1 Racer, the good old games re-release. Uh, and uh, one more, post some tat number 11, The Walrus of Love. Oh, me. We were, we're so prolific. much to go at. Yeah. So many different shows. Well, lovely. Mikey, whereabouts are you on the internet? At Parrot Boy on Twitter is the best place to keep up to date with all of my comings and doings. Excellent. And that's it. I'm that's not- it. Okay. <laughs> good. I was waiting for more. All right. That's good stuff. And uh, Peter, where are we on the internet? Uh, the best place for our comings and doings is to follow us individually at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude on Twitter or together at Team Triple Jump on Yes, Twitter and Facebook, but also, more importantly, YouTube and Twitch, where we do videos and live streams and play games, worst games ever, and do bad cooking and things. Yes, absolutely. Why not leave us a five-star review slash rating on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. It'll really help us out. It's free. It only takes a moment. Please do it. Thank you so much. Tell a friend as well. Tell your friends. Do we have a final question before we bug it off? Do you have Gary? Please do, you, do you have do you Gary? Have Gary? <laughs> Hand yourself in. <laughs> Please yes stop this torment no. for the family. Think of the children. Excellent. Thank you slow, slow much. For th- <laughs> I'm going to go. All right. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.